have on uh, the cap, uh, Kim Bombay's, Captain Bombay's. We'll talk about what's happening in Idaho, which is not a lot. Uh, and we're going on over two weeks now. We're going into the third week as far as the investigation. And uh, not a lot happening. Not a lot happening as far as that's concerned with those four murders. So we'll get into that as well as other things. First, though, uh, following a string of horrifying subway attacks, a mayor. Yesterday, came out and spoke, Eric Adams, radically expanding the city's ability to involuntarily commit New Yorkers with chronic and untreated uh, mental illness. Here to discuss, Dr. Carol Lieberman, board-certified psychiatrist. Uh, she is um, top of the game regarding a psychological and sociopolitical point of views. Thought it would be appropriate to have her on. Wake her up a little early on the West Coast. She never minds that. Uh, Dr. Carol Lieberman, uh, very good morning to you, my dear. Good morning to you. I, not, I don't mind it for you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Um, you know, I kind of look at this, and I listen, I said this about the president uh, prior regarding the rail strike and, you know, asking Congress to intervene, maybe some legislation today. Uh, you know, it's always good to come to the party, uh, but you're late, you know. And I feel the same way about Eric Adams, sorry to say. A little late to the party uh, calling for this stuff. How do you take it? I mean, obviously, we've got a huge problem out there in society. We know that. Lo- locally here in our big city, we know what's going on. Subway attacks galore. I, you know, I think about the Gomes attack at the subway at 2 in the morning. Elizabeth Gomes could lose an eye. Not a cop in sight, yet this man is asking for cops to intervene, uh, which I find somewhat disingenuous, Dr. Lieberman, but what is your take as far as this from yesterday? Well, you know, it is true that uh, it is sort of ironic that on the one hand, he's uh, um, not uh, making it easy for cops to, to do their their work in, in New York. Uh, I mean, I, amongst other things, I look at the New York Post every morning and I'm horrified by all these reports and these these pictures, you know, of the crimes that are going on. However, um, I do support what he said uh, in the sense that um, a lot of the, there is a, the majority of the people who are homeless or who are committing these crimes oh, do have mental illness. And this is because, I mean, it's late to the party is right, but not just in recent years. Um, lots of politicians are late to the party in the sense that um, the, the, this problem came about because of closing the state and county mental hospitals years ago. And we are seeing, you know, and then it uh, used to be that mentally ill people then wound up in the jail. But since people, are, the, the police uh, and law enforcement, I mean, you know, the, the DAs and so on, aren't keeping the PA, the DC, the, the PAs, the, the, aren't keeping the criminals in the jails. You know, they're walking in and walking out in the same day. And so, uh, so so now the mentally ill aren't even in the jails. They're just in the streets. Now, the, I know what the, the main problem that people are having with um, the mayor's proposition is that they're afraid that people, that just anybody, you know, can be dragged off the street and into a mental hospital. Well, you know, they are going to have presumably social workers or something like that going with the police. Um, but it would have to be a psychiatrist, I would hope. Uh, when they bring the, the person to a psychiatric hospital, I would hope that it would be a psychiatrist who would decide one way or the other whether the person gets admitted or involuntarily committed. Now, the, 
big problem, though, is that there aren't enough beds. You know, let's say this works beautifully. Hope you know it could, but there is there as it is, there aren't enough places to put these people in the hospitals. Plus, um, the governor said, "Well, I'm going to add an extra fifty beds. Fifty beds. There are thousands of people that could fit this category." Fifty beds. That's just on the L train platform alone that these people are lurking. <laughs> My goodness. But you know something? Uh, it's a good point. Thanks to Andrew Cuomo, we have lessened the load, so to speak, uh, back today. But, you know, a lot of people are kind of crying foul here because, you know, they're stating, you know, listen, uh, the homeless are victims themselves, you know? Listen, we, rather than the perpetrators we're talking about, but, you know, it's a mix. It's a mix. It's a, it's a, it's a mix out there. The fact of the matter is we never did anything about this. Okay. We continue to disenfranchise ourselves with our relationships with enforcement. Uh, and now we're asking for help. You know, it's, it's as almost as if, um, it's on deaf ears here. You know, this has been out there for quite some time and all of a sudden, the mayor is realizing, you know, we got a problem here. And we've had subway attacks going way back here. You know, forget the bail stuff and everything else and all the criminal activity and elections and everything else and topic points. New York City, as well as your neck of the woods, doctor, we know the problem that exists. We know it exists in every major city of this country, and it has not been attacked properly. That's the bottom line here. Yes, and that's because the mental illness, and yes, of course, you know, in terms of the, um, uh, it it is both um, the the victims and the perpetrators, you know, obviously the perpetrators should should be uh, in jail, you know, and getting mental health treatment, which unfortunately doesn't happen. But the problem is that the, the illnesses, the mental illnesses that most people have who are in this position are schizophrenia. And bipolar disorder or manic depressive illness, and those are chronic mental illnesses. So you can't. What happens is when people do go to the hospital, you know, when they are uh, admitted voluntarily or involuntarily, the hospitals, because of well, because there's no money to pay for these people's treatment, number one, but the hospitals only keep them for about three days if they admit them all together. And three days—that's you know—so they give them some medicine and they look a little better after three days. But they're certainly in no way able to take care of themselves when they once they get out after three days. So when their medicine runs out, the medicine that they got from the hospital runs out, they are psychotic and they don't get to a clinic or, you know, someplace where they can get more treatment. And it's not just about medicine. It's about therapy as well that people need. Yeah, uh, there's no question. And listen, I think everybody's in agreement that this is a good thing. It's just late, you know. It should have been done a while ago. Listen, and you bring up a great point because you don't have to look too far as far as what happened in May with the shooter up in Buffalo, the supermarket who killed 10, a crime. That was an individual that was hospitalized and let out maybe less than three days later. I'm talking about this Peyton Gendron, you know, who really should have been under serious observation here only to be let out on the streets to only create the damage he did. I mean, my goodness, you know, we got to get it right here. You know, we got to get it right. Uh, it starts with these institutions. It starts with beds, you know, it, it, and we got to we gotta fix this issue here. We got a massive issue. It's not only New York City, folks. It's it's L.A., it's Seattle, it's Paul. It's all over this country. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's the biggest and thing. Pe- yeah. 
people thought, you know, uh, they wanted to close the state mental hospitals. They thought it was they were a cuckoo's nest. You know, they were like the movie Cuckoo's Nest, but they, not, they weren't for the most part. And people were certainly a lot safer and um, getting help to get better in these kinds of places. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Carol Lieberman, and we're talking about Kendra's Law also. You know, Kendra's Law plays some factor into this when you think about it, Doc, because, you know, that was in play a while ago, you know, and somehow that slipped through the cracks and everything else, you know, uh, where you were limiting the involuntary commitment program known as Kendra's Law. Uh, to just those who presented an imminent threat uh, to not only themselves, but also to the general public here. So they were kind of trained, when you look at these workers, city workers, hospital staff, they were trained to limit this program known as Kendra's Law. So now you got a little bit of, of a shift here in that thinking. Well, you know, um, th- there is certainly a problem. I mean, even look at Nicholas Cruz, for example, in Florida, um, you know, his mother called the police out to their house many, many times, like 45 times, something like that. And um, when they came out, you know, he had uh, tortured animals. He had done all kinds of violent kinds of things. And um, and some of the time they brought him to a psychiatric hospital and it was the staff at the psychiatric hospital uh, who didn't admit him. And, you know, if they had, if he is a good example um, got the right kind of treatment, we wouldn't have had Parkland. They're right. Cops called there 39 times. I mean, you had plenty of flags, my goodness, in that case, and no one did anything about it. And that's ha- that has to change. And, you know, it, I mean, it has to change. I mean, uh, honestly, a lot of these individuals who commit these heinous acts, you know, obviously they're not right. And we've got to do a better job. I brought up the case of the Gendron kid up in Buffalo. Back in, you know, he created, yeah, he committed yeah. that act back in May. He was hospitalized even prior to that with an, with an yeah, incident. But for like one day. I mean, part of the problem also is like a lot of psychiatrists, especially in California. You know, I trained at uh, NYU Bellevue. And at Bellevue in the emergency room, that was like an amazing place. And we would, you know, admit people. Well, there used to be a saying. If somebody wants to come into Bellevue, they must be crazy. So we would admit people. We, we admitted people who other hospitals didn't want to admit. But, I mean, in, in California, it's very different. There are a lot of uh, psychiatrists who are afraid to admit patients um, involuntarily because they're afraid of being sued. Yeah. Well, listen, I don't want to hear from any civil liberties people and everything else, you know, a violation of one's rights. Listen, these people need to get off the street. Uh, and they need help because they're in harm's way. Everybody who wants to live their lives are in harm's way. And that's really what it is. The attacks are enormous as far as what's been going on, especially in the subways. Uh, And it's about time. It's about time that something is done. So uh, we embrace the announcement. I want to embrace cops, though. We need cops to enforce this stuff. Not enough of them. That has to be f- first and foremost as well, as far as the city standpoint. I'm talking, I'm not just talking New York City. Uh, I'm talking cities all over this country who want to defund police and everything else. We don't have enough yeah. cops. We don't have enough cops walking the streets. You know, you, people don't even want to become a police officer anymore based Absolutely. on situations from the past, you know. Uh, that has to change. First and foremost, that has to change. 
and especially New York City, has, that has to go before injury Stewart Cousins and Cousins and Carl Hasty and Kathy Oko. And they, they have to have a new outlook regarding this stuff. Have to. Yes, yes. You know, people are so ready to defund the police until they need a policeman, a police officer. Um, yes, this is, you know, people are not looking towards the future and how important, um, I mean, their police are important now, too. Plus, police are getting so demoralized by how they're being treated and what danger they're in. Just putting on a police uniform, you know, and, and walking the streets or sitting in, in your police car, you're a target just for doing nothing. Yeah, listen, they're afraid to do their jobs because they know that I mean, the only way to do the job is to do it properly. And they can't even do it based on all the stuff going on out there as far as the finger pointing and everything else regarding how a cop does his job, his or her job. So that has to change, and hopefully we'll see some change. Who knows? Uh, Dr. Carol Liebman, though, very important story. Uh, we'll focus in on it and see what transpires, not only in New York City, uh, but maybe around this country as well regarding uh, the homeless and the mentally ill. Can't thank you enough. 